the name of Jesus. Amen. Please be seated. As ashes were placed on our foreheads earlier, we heard the chilling words, remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. This was the last of the string of curses that came at Adam and Eve's fall into sin. It's a solemn reminder of our mortality, that our lives will fade like the grass. Adam was created from dirt, and like Adam, we will return to the dirt and decay like all things. And yes, that's a real downer, but it's not my idea, nor is it my fault. In fact, you know this already. You know it to be true, it's nothing new. But it is something that we often forget. So we were told today, remember, remember that you are dust and to dust you shall return. Remember, we forget it often. Most of the things that consume your time cause you so much anxiety and stress, sleepless nights and worry, the grudges and anger that you hold against others, they will likely not cross your mind on your deathbed. Why are you so controlled by those things now? If you were more mindful of your mortality, if you remembered it, perhaps you would be more faithful to your Lord and your love toward him and others, forgiving more readily, giving to the needy more generously, and being more mindful of heavenly treasures that don't pass away. In Lent, many choose to fast, that is, give something up, typically food, that their grumbling tummy would remind them how controlled they are by things that pass away as quickly as bread, to remind our belly that it's not in charge because it will one day end. Death puts, puts things in perspective. Those in caskets find that the earthly treasures they had clung to so tightly while living are no longer helpful. We forget that we are dust. As we forget, we allow our life to be ruled by false gods that fade away. The first commandment teaches us to have no other gods and that whatever we fear, love, and trust in above all things has become our God. As Jesus said in the Gospel reading, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Why are we so consumed with the pursuit of earthly treasures, letting them control us? All our sins, after all, flow from chasing after some kind of false god. 
whether it be our pride, lust, food, money, power, all those things that will abandon you when you're in the casket anyway. So remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. But the thing about remembering is that it's about the mind. We remember with our brain, our knowledge, and our memories, as though we could convince ourselves to be better and sin less if we have the right knowledge or the right system to help us remember things. Remember to brush so you don't get cavities. Remember your seatbelt in case of an accident. And remember that you are dust so you don't sin so much. If we think about our sin like that, as though our problem was doing individual sins, then we've misdiagnosed the real problem. If our real problem was only individual sins, then perhaps we could set up some kind of system of reminding, some systems of control, programs of personal improvement, all trying to stop outward sins, which is exactly what the Pharisees were doing, as well as the entire town and the movie Footloose, and most church people who are wrongly portrayed by movies as though we're in the business of trying to stop outward sins, like that's the main goal. But our problem is not individual sins. Though they do get the most attention, that's not our real problem. It's our heart that's the problem. As Jesus said, out of the heart come all the sins that defile us. So focusing on outward sin misses the problem. It doesn't really work anyway. From bad trees come bad fruit. From sinful hearts come sins. So the Lord is after the heart. It's not a mind problem. Not something that we can remember better or convince ourselves to do better. Knowledge of sin might help us to know what is right and what is wrong. But it doesn't mean that you'll choose what is right. Our brains might know what is good and what is evil, and yet our sinful hearts still tend to choose evil. That's how deep our sin goes, all the way down. It's not about remembering that you are dust and getting the right knowledge so that you can modify your behavior or that you can take Tim McGraw's advice and live like you're dying. It's not a brain problem at all. It's a heart problem. The heart is about what we love and desire. That's what drives our choices and our actions. We know with our brains, we know what is bad, and we still choose it. We need a new heart. Create in me a clean heart, O God, says the psalm. That's what repentance, then, is all about. That's what Ash Wednesday is about. That's what Lent is about. And really, it's what the whole Christian life is about. Repentance. The Lord's gift of repentance, 
as God kills our heart with his law, driving us to despair, turning us from our idols, from our treasures that fade, and turning us back to him and his gospel, the true Lord of mercy and forgiveness. That gospel cleanses the sinner, creates faith, and gives a new heart of faith. But it happens not just on Ash Wednesday, but daily. For we sin daily. We are daily turned from our idols then to our Lord of mercy until we die. Whether you remember or not, you will return to the dust, but you will not stay in the dust. Your ashes are in the shape of a cross for a reason. Just as our Lord broke from the tomb, he will raise you to life. Where the cross has touched death, death loses its grip. You are marked with the Lord's cross, bound to his name in baptism, sprinkled with his blood, joined to his grave. The cross on your forehead will wash away or more likely accidentally smear off as you put on your coat after the service. But the name of Christ cannot be washed away. He will cling to you in life and in death. Unless the Lord returns at your grave one day, your pastor will repeat the curse of sin one final time. At the committal service, we're given to pick up a handful of the freshly overturned dirt next to the casket. And we place the dirt on the casket as we say, we now commit the body of our brother or sister to the ground, earth to earth, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. But then we go on. In the sure and certain hope of the resurrection to eternal life through our Lord Jesus Christ, As we weep, you will be rejoicing in our Lord's heavenly kingdom until he raises your body on the last day. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. But your God, who created from dust once, will do it again. The one who has overcome sin, death, and grave for you, and who has created in you a new heart, has joined himself to you. You are marked by his cross, so you belong to the Lord of life. In the name of Jesus, amen. We stand for prayer.